You know when you search for something on Netflix, what you get is only a fraction of what they really have? The streaming service actually has more than 18,000 titles globally, but only about 6,000 of those are available in the good old US of A. That means you're missing out on literally thousands of great shows. Unless, of course, you use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that lets you change your online location, protecting your devices from unwanted snooping and allowing you to control where streaming services and other websites think you're located. There are over 100 different locations to choose from, which means you have access to thousands of new shows and movies no matter where you live. This doesn't just work with Netflix, it works with Disney+, Hulu, Max, a UK streamer called BBC iPlayer, and more. I was on a work trip in the UK during the final season of Game of Thrones, and I tried logging into my HBO account to watch a new episode, but the technology wouldn't let me because of geoblocking. And I wish I had this app at that moment, because I now realize how incredibly easy it is to work around that problem. Here's a more recent example. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is not streaming on Netflix in the US, but I just fired up the episode where Dennis tries to have a peaceful mental health day and technology keeps interrupting his plans. All I had to do was open ExpressVPN, connect to a UK server, refresh Netflix, and the show just popped up. It's super easy. I've also heard good things about that show called Billions, but I've never been a Showtime subscriber, so I've never seen it. But it's actually available right now on Netflix in South Korea, and with ExpressVPN, it took five seconds to switch over and start checking it out. With ExpressVPN, you get high-quality streaming from devices like your phone, laptop, tablet, and TV. And crucially, it protects your privacy and security to keep your information safe from hackers. Stop missing out on great TV and get thousands of new shows with ExpressVPN. We got them to give you all three extra months free when you use our special link, expressvpn.com slash slash film. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slash film to get three extra months completely free. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Film Daily for Tuesday, April 19th, 2022. On today's episode of the show, I'm just going to talk about the latest film and TV news. My name is Ben Pearson. I'm an editor at slashfilm.com, and I'm joined on today's episode once again by no one. Uh, today is a very busy day at Slash Film. Uh, a bunch of people are, are busy working on different articles and projects and things of that sort. So um, I just wanted to jump on and do a quick solo podcast just to continue the streak and uh, you know not leave you guys hanging too much. So I'll just fire through a couple of news stories that I found interesting today. First up, a new Star Wars game is on the way from Skydance and Lucasfilm Games. You know, the idea of there being a new Star Wars game is not super exciting. We actually know that there are several new Star Wars games in the works. Um, I think there are as many as four that are currently in the works, including a sequel to Jedi Fallen Order, which was a big sort of a third-person action-adventure success from a couple years ago. There's a big open-world Star Wars game coming, but this new game, the reason that I thought it was, it was uh, interesting in particular is because Amy Henning is heading up a new division for Skydance and is going to be uh, at the top of the creative pyramid for this mysterious new game. Any, uh, Amy Henning, for those of you who don't know, is the um, one of the big creative forces behind the Uncharted video games. And those are, uh, as I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, some of my favorite video games of all time. So the idea that Amy Henning is, is jumping into this space um, is very exciting to me. I'm admittedly not a... Uh, hardcore gamer or anything like that. I, I play here and there. I've actually, I played the, um, 
uh, Jedi Fallen Order game and really enjoyed that. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not somebody who is like tapped into like every aspect of the Star Wars video game experience. But um, if Amy Henning's name is on it and it's in the uh, the Star Wars uh, mythology, I expect there to be good things coming there. So, um, again, not really any details about what this is going to be or when it could be expected, um, but several big games are uh, on the way there and it certainly seems like Disney and Lucasfilm are taking the video game space much more seriously now than they had been you know right after the the acquisition um, right after Disney purchased Lucasfilm so something to keep your eye on speaking of Star Wars Liam Neeson is talking about potentially returning to the Star Wars universe probably I doubt this is going to happen but he says that he would return to the role of playing Qui-Gon Jinn under one condition and that condition would be that it would be a movie instead of a TV show. He said, oh, I think so. Yeah, 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 I think so. If it was a film, yeah, I'm a bit of, of a snob when it comes to TV, I must admit. I just like the big screen, you know. Qui-Gon, I can't believe it's been 24 years since we made The Phantom Menace. I just cannot believe where the time has gone. It's a terrific experience shooting that film in London. Um, so he said that to uh, comicbook.com. Uh, again, obviously, this is nowhere near a sure thing. The idea, though, that he says that he would be interested in coming back if it was a movie is kind of fascinating because, uh, I mean, what more can there be in the Qui-Gon Jinn story that would make sense for Disney and Lucasfilm to explore in the context of a film? Like, Disney has spent so much time and energy and, and funds and resources on building up the Star Wars uh, franchise on the small screen right now, and yeah, Star Wars Celebration is coming up soon. I don't know what kind of announcements, if any, they're going to make about upcoming Star Wars movies there. Um, very curious to see if they actually like throw their cards on the table and, and announce anything, or if they just continue to hold them close to the vest and say, hey, you know, this, this Disney Plus stuff is working for us right now. We're just going to double down on that and figure out the movies later on. Um, but, you know, the idea that uh, a Liam Neeson Qui-Gon Jinn prequel that would probably require full digital de-aging technology since it has been, as he mentioned, over 20 years since they made that movie, uh, because this would have to be a prequel. Um, I don't know. That that doesn't really make a ton of sense to me. But, uh, you know, wackier things have happened. I, I think the idea that um, he's a recognizable character and a, a name and... Um, the Star Wars franchise thus far in the films has proven that they're not super interested yet in breaking out beyond things that people already know or time periods that people already know or uh, franchise characters that people already know. So there, there tend to be connections there. So um, I guess for, for people who maybe have, have spent the past 20 plus years just like you know, desperately running around the streets, uh, pulling their hair out and screaming about how they need more of the Qui-Gon Jinn story. I guess potentially the fact that Liam Neeson is, is vaguely interested here uh, should give you, uh, you know, some tiny amount of hope, although I'm not really sure uh, that there's enough there to um, to actually like bet the farm on in any way. So uh, speaking of people who may or may not be coming back to successful movie franchises, Guy Pierce, who starred in Iron Man 3 as the villain Aldrich Killian, says that he would be quote unquote very much interested in coming back to the MCU. Uh, I believe that character blew up at the end of that movie, if, if memory serves correctly, but because he had 
the whole nanobot uh, regeneration technology kind of stuff from the extremist storyline of the comics, maybe there's a way to get this character back in action. Uh, his his quote with, again, comic book said, I'd be very much interested uh, to see him come back. And I think because of the nature of the character that he is, it's totally, totally conceivable that he could come back. So yes, I would love to see what he's up to as well, because he's somebody, obviously, as we saw in Iron Man 3, who went through a sort of rapid, vast change from the beginning of the story. So who knows where he's ended up? Um, again, I don't know what the likelihood of uh, Guy Pierce's Aldrich Killian returning to the MCU would be, but... This seems to be something that Kevin Feige is interested in. I, I would not be surprised, you know, one of the, the big things about the MCU seems to be that, like, no story is ever fully over. There's always the opportunity to sort of dive back in and pick up little parts of things and continue them or sort of revitalize them for the fandom. If you're looking for a surprise, that seems like uh, a good way to incorporate a familiar element that would certainly get people talking. Um, so if they, you know, if a certain writer or whatever uh, came up with a legitimate, like a, a creative narrative reason for this character to come back in some sort of large story, the, the thing that would be really interesting is Aldrich Killian coming back to a world where Tony Stark is not there. Um, because I don't think Robert Downey Jr. is going to be coming back anytime soon uh, if he hasn't come back by now. And I mean, I don't know, I guess that opens a whole different conversation of like, will RDJ ever come back to the MCU? I, I don't know about that one. But uh, I actually kind of would like to see Killian come back in some way, maybe just a really small role. I certainly don't think he needs to be a full uh, villain of an, a new movie or something, but um, I just like the idea that that uh, regeneration technology, um, especially given what we know about the quantum realm and everything, I, mean, I feel like there's a way that you could write yourself out of that uh, and bring him back if if his character is um, is needed in some sort of narrative story. So we'll see there. Uh, again, definitely don't bet the farm on this. Um, Okay, last story that I wanted to mention, Karen Kusama, the director of movies like The Invitation and Destroyer, has been talking for several years now about making a Dracula or Dracula-adjacent movie. Um, we know that that film was now supposed to be called, or we now know that that film was supposed to be called Mina Harker, based on the character who appeared in Bram Stoker's Dracula. She was uh, a major character in that novel, and she was played by Winona Ryder in Francis Ford Coppola's 1992 uh, movie adaptation of that story. Um, this uh, project is now dead due to creative differences. That's a real bummer because I was very much looking forward to seeing what Karn Kusama would do with a Dracula-adjacent story. Uh, it's a, yeah, again, real bummer. Um, Phil Hay and his screenwriting partner, Matt Manfredi, uh, wrote the script for this. Uh, Kusama was actually three weeks away from starting to roll cameras on this production. And now uh, Miramax, I think, has dropped out of this project. So um, that's a real bummer. Uh, Jasmine Cephas-Jones from Blindspotting was going to be playing the lead character. Ah, man, uh, a real missed opportunity here. Um, I think a lot of people who, in, especially in the, I, I'm not even like, I would not consider myself part of the uh, 
the horror movie community or, or tapped into that realm very much. I, I sort of, uh, you know, dip in here and there. Um, but I have seen Kusama's, several of Kusama's movies and really been impressed with what she's been able to do. Um, Destroyer is not a horror film. It's like a an L.A. noir, a modern sort of neo-noir movie that came out a couple of years ago that is really, really good. And um, I think criminally underwatched. So if you have the opportunity to watch that movie, if you're looking for something good to rent, or I'm not sure if it's streaming anywhere, but definitely seek that movie out because um, I think if you've only seen Kusama's work in something like The Invitation, that that movie is really good and and has like you know a huge legion of fans. But uh, Destroyer just shows that she can do something totally totally different, uh, even on a, a relatively small budget. Um, the invitation also was a small budget so it's just it just shows her range as a filmmaker and um the the kind of stuff that she can do when given the opportunity so i I was really looking forward to this mina harker dracula project and um yeah uh again just really uh staked through the heart here that this one won't be coming to pass but um there are several other dracula adjacent stories in the works right now uh, renfield which stars nicholas cage as dracula just rap production uh in the past week i think and then uh, the last voyage of the demeter which is uh, a really interesting sounding movie that stars uh, Corey hawkins and i think is directed by andre overdahl if i have that that right um is coming out i think next year maybe later this year but it's it's uh based on like the uh, boat trip that the Dracula character takes across the sea when he comes to London and uh, the Demeter is the ship and like it arrives as basically a ghost ship and all sorts of crazy shit goes down and um, things uh, very clearly went wrong on that ship and um, that story is sort of just mentioned as like a a small part of Bram Stoker's novel um, but I guess it's going to be built out into its own movie uh, in, in this film so I'm excited to see what that's like. So people who are, you know, Dracula obsessed definitely have things coming down the pike for them. So, um, yeah, that's, that's it today, guys. Again, you know, not too much to talk about, but I just wanted to, uh, to fill the gap here and, um, hopefully give you guys, uh, something to think about here. So, um, yeah, that's going to do it for today's episode of Slash Film Daily. You can find more about all the stories that we mentioned on today's show at SlashFilm.com and linked inside the show notes of this episode. Slash Film Daily is published every weekday, bringing you the most exciting news from the world of movies and TV, as well as deeper dives into the great features you can find on the site. You can subscribe to the show on Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps, and send your feedback, questions, comments, concerns, and mailback topics to us at peter at SlashFilm.com. Make sure to leave your name and general geographic location in case we mention your email on the air. Don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, spread the word. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you tomorrow. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.